Chancers, a Go Loud original podcast. I'm Anna Clifford. And I'm Paddy Smith, and you're listening to Chancers. A podcast for those who feel like they're chancing their arms at life when others seem to have it all worked out. Each week we pick a topic for discussion and share our opinions, mishaps and misadventures. And after we've done all the hard work, we're joined by an actual expert to finish the job. What job is that now? (laughs) Get your mind out of your gutter, guys. Get your mind out of the gutter. Welcome to Chancers, Huns. This week, I am fucking fabulous, hon. Oh. I am fabulous, Great and no hear. one's gonna rain my parade. You see, you, <laughs> you little wagon, none of your little jobs. I haven't started yet. Uh, have you not? <laughs> no, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm moving to London. Woo! Even us. I was, gonna say, I was gonna say the Big Apple. It's not the Big Apple. No, it? the bouncing Ben, Big Ben. Big ben. It's <laughs> yeah, Big Banana. <laughs> I love a big banana. Uh, no, God, stop. Uh, yeah, I'm you moving love a big to Ben. I'm, I'm, lo- <laughs> I'm moving to London, <laughs> and the parking behind moving to London is excruciating. You find so it to tough? the point that I'm actually going to pay. I think I'm going to go for a month <laughs> and just leave my room because I can't figure it out and figure out how to get things over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should well, you're only going over for a month, yeah. so don't have to bring your whole life. I know, and I was doing that. So <laughs> now I've realised, Paddy, stop that. It's not that far. It's and four hours if I, you forget something. Yeah, do you know. I am... Um, and other than that, I got a designer from my VIP style oh awards outfit. Stop it. Here Come on, we you go. never hear the end of it. <laughs> you never hear the end of it. Most stylish man in Ireland, is oh, it? Oh my god, stop! Did you vote for me? Yeah, I did. <laughs> this is a shameless plug. <laughs> I voted for you. I, I had to go through loads of people that I didn't even, I didn't know. <laughs> we have to vote for everyone. Be careful everything. now; they could be listening to this. I know, and I, I did. I voted. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just picking the outfits that I liked. On I'm sure they don't know you either. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up in like, now the designer is fabulous, I'm not going to say it, but I ended up in like the back arse of Wexford town, like in a seaside village, <laughs> and I'm so Dublin that I was like, got there, and I was like, so, any free nows? They're like, sorry? The local guy, Johnny, brings you up to the Wexford town, and they were like, oh, and he's busy till five. I was like, my last train's at half five. They are like, well, I don't know how you're going to get out. I was stuck in the seaside, and I had to ask the designer to bring me to Wexford town to the train. <laughs> And she had a newborn baby and all. I felt oh so bad. This literally second, it's gone to your head. VIP <laughs> style awards. So like, where's my limo and Anna Scorgi to pick me up? Oh my god, I felt so bad. I was like, honestly, if I don't think I can do, she's like, yeah, next time maybe bring someone with you. I was like, that's that's a fair, fair thing to say. Yes. So I do apologise. This is a public apology. Um, but I did get out because I actually at one point thought I was going to have to get an Airbnb. <laughs> in the Make a weekend of it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the outfit looking? No, we can't say anything yet, can you? But it's red. I'll say that it's red. Yeah, like a recent hair you've dyed. It's yeah, on brand. Yeah. Oh wow, that's lovely. I love it. <laughs> you have dyed your hair red. I have, yeah. but the way you're saying it, you, yeah, you're like it's on brand, just it's like your brand. hair. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna do a whole red kind of Fire. exuberance outfit. I hope. Love it. Can't yeah. wait to see. Um, How about you? What have you been up to? Busy week, yeah. I was in Brighton for the Brighton Fringe. I was oh, over there for the weekend doing oh. a work in progress of my show, I See Deadly People. So, yeah, that was great to do. I have to do three days in a row. 
getting to know it better. I have to watch myself back after each one and take notes. And you so hate that. I hate it. I hate the sound of my own voice. It's actually really difficult it. to listen my to these podcasts. My narcissism, <laughs> my narcissism down those bands. You're like, like, love I'm like, it. Love it. I'm like, I go, hey, everyone, how's it going? And I'm like, why did you ask them? How's it going? <laughs> but, you're, so, you're so hard on yourself. I know, but Beyonce does it and that's why her shows are incredible. So I have to try and remember that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the amazing, Irish Beyonce. <laughs> it's an amazing achievement. Well done. Yeah, Beyonce. The Jesus. <laughs> I've got instead of hot sauce in my bag, I've got Kerry Gold butter on me at all times. <laughs> that could be a good name for the show, but Jesus. Registered on the Edinburgh Fringe, um, so it's good. But actually, do you know what? I'm also doing a gig tonight that is uh, for TV, and I was struggling. I'd love a stylist, but I'm not there where you are yet. <laughs> but I never figure out what what to wear for like stand up I find it really difficult I love dressing myself in real life but getting on stage and just telling comedy I always struggle I find this bizarre about you because you're such a like fashion person like yeah, your but personality I don't know, comes like, through fashion you want to be comfortable you know you don't want to be you know and kind of casual as well I can't, yeah. you want to be more relatable yeah. is what you're trying to say relatable guys you don't want to be wearing your like but I do love a tracksuit as well but like for something like the TV tonight I was like oh god I wish I had some help should have gone to look at her just dropping that in for the TV tonight I should have excuse, uh, excuse uh, me <laughs> says your man I'm moving to London <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's been a busy week for us. Uh, <laughs> busy creating dust. Creating dust. So let's get into our topic of the week. It's jobs. So let's get into some facts on it. Do you know the word salary comes from the Latin word for salt? Because they used to pay soldiers with salt. Oh my God, I'd be down for that. Would I you? love salt. Do yeah, you? I like putting Salty a, heap, bitch. a heap of salt beside my dinner and just dipping stuff into it. So <laughs> I would say... <laughs> Salt has really gone down in price there, though. You get like a box of salt and a little for like 30p, so. (laughs) (laughs) You really have to get a lot of salt. (laughs) That's fascinating. I love that. Yeah. I love that as well. (laughs) Um, I read online that Henry and Ford, right, invented the 40 hour work week, and I was kind of annoyed at him. I was like, how dare he? But. He invented that from going down from 100 hours a week before the Industrial Revolution. So what? actually, thank God to Henry Ford. <laughs> I just had that. 40 hours, that's too much. But 100, people used to, they must have just got up and worked all I'd day. I'd say you work 100 hours, you I, I know. Do you know what I, when I think about it? When I, when I, when I <laughs> went about a month ago, started working for myself full time. and I, I don't think I've slept since. <laughs> You're like Henry Ford. You're the new yeah, working I'm the new, 100 yeah, hours a week. People before the Industrial Revolution. I know. But back in the day, people used to pay themselves with like, well, not themselves, but used to get paid <laughs> by with livestock and yeah. copper. And no one actually knows who invented paying. They were just, yeah, trading. Historians just don't was like, know. I want a bit of that. Here's a bit of this. And then eventually brought it into like making copper coins. Bartering. Yeah, bartering. Yeah, I like a bit of bartering. Thanks, I like, Tara. you know, when you go away and you can haggle with people, you know? It's a bit more fun, isn't it? Do you love I remember I, I hate haggling. I used to be so bad in, when I went to Thailand for the first time when I was like in my Same. early 20s. I would just refuse not to, like, I'd be, like, de- getting them down to, like, a euro for something really nice. I'd be like, no, 100 baht or something. And they were like, no, we literally, like, like no, oh, refuse and walk away. Just because I, I was, like, love to bargain. I was the complete opposite. I was the complete opposite. I was like, take my money, it's fine. You're like, that's like, too much. That's too like, little. Of course, like, I'd never. I'd never cause a ruckus if you want 200 euro. Like, because my parents taught me that was the way to... I was like, God forbid I ask for anything off. People think I don't have money, imagine. 
So I'm there losing all my money and I'm like, wrap or like a wrap or a shawl that I have for the beach. I'm like, spent 28 euro on it. Disgraceful. <laughs> they saw me coming, I tell you. They saw me coming. They did. Um, so why do you think work is important? Why do I think work mm. is important? Well, personally, I think it gives you a purpose. Yeah, oh, deep. Yeah, purpose <laughs> in life. That was it like for, for holidays, <laughs> for <laughs> new nails. It does give, uh, well, I suppose because I was, for a long, uh, in the pandemic, I was not, no work was coming in. And I really oh, yeah. realised to myself that work is actually important because I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have anything to do. I didn't have anything to get up for. Yeah, definitely. It gives you like structure. And I just got depressed. So like, although in your head, like, I'd love not to work and like just live the high life. Well, I wasn't living the high life, but if, if I <laughs> was like, it do, you do feel, I think you need something to like have a purpose for and like do something day in, day out. If you didn't need to earn a living, right? So the problem is I think I'm a lazy bitch. So if <laughs> I, so if I don't have something that I need to do or to get, because I want to go on holidays, and I want to live this certain life. Yeah. If I don't have to do that and I can get away with it. I I could easily spend my days doing nothing. I so you need, need uh, someone cracking the whip. I need somebody to tell me you need to do this to get this. Deadlines, bit of pressure, yeah. that's what you like. I work better under pressure. Mm. Oh, I'd, I'd love not to work ever again. Says you're ever. one who does works, works, I works. know. Well, see, this <laughs> is the thing. I think I'd love to not have the pressure of earning a living. And then I would still do that stuff, but just like at my own leisure. <laughs> like half of the day like, and I would spend the first half in bed so you'd spend all day in bed I, know I just I think would. it's hilarious because you wouldn't want to work when all she does is work yeah it's a, yeah. if the pressure of earning a living was taken off I think that would be ideal but read the fact there of why work is important well you've just said it yourself basically well go on say it <laughs> Say it like it's on the page. <laughs> All right. For individuals, work is an important feature in structuring personal and social identity, family and social bonds, ways of making money and thereby accessing a number of essential and non-essential goods, services and activities, daily routines, level of activity, physical and mental well-being, self-confidence and self-esteem, a sense of self-good worth provided by the feeling of contributing to society or the common good. Now, do you feel better after reading that now? Uh, no, no, not really, because I don't like to be told what to do. And <laughs> yeah, like literally, <laughs> this is like this is why I struggle. This is my struggle to. I work don't know for- what website I found that on, but when she was reading it, out, I was like, "God, that's a bit." You literally said, "Read that," because I will struggle to read that. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I don't enjoy working for other people because when people tell me what to do like that, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Well, also, is work wasting your life is another question. It is. Do you know? And also, you feel like you're missing out on stuff because yeah. you, we do. I think we spend again. I know I work a hundred hours, <laughs> but we spend we like there's a really bad work life balance at the minute in Ireland, um, especially in Ireland. Yeah, all over the world. It's like I think what's in the modern age with technology, like we have. Like when you think about the amount of messaging services you can get a message on that people want like an instant response. Yeah. And they want the job done yesterday. Like everyone wants the job done yesterday. Yeah, and everyone wants, you see, because we, we are so conditioned to see everyone's life now, we want a certain life because we can see everybody's life. And if we're not getting that life, we get depressed with ourselves and we, you know. Yeah. That's well, like that's that. what I do anyway. Boss Babe Metalli, like, um, what was it, Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Just get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work anymore. I was like, Kim, shut up. I, I don't want to work. <laughs> I want to be a housewife. Shh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a pal. 
What? Did, oh, what was she? Oh, she got slated, didn't she? For what? What did she say on that pod? Oh, everyone, everyone has the same. Oh, I love that. Everyone has the same twenty-four hours in a day. I was like, no, they don't, because Beyonce again, my pal Beyonce. She, she loves Beyonce. She, we have the same twenty-four <laughs> hours, but she also has a personal chef, a personal trainer, someone who writes her songs for her, choreographer. Like, how many hours are they taking out of her day? Do you know what I mean? But I do think like it is stress, and you do overthink and overwork and overwhelm yourself when you work too much, and you miss out on family, and you miss out on friends, and like. Because sometimes I feel that because I'm working, because in this career you, you kind of, I just say yes to things. I'm not really thinking. And then I'm at home and I'm like, God, now I need to sleep and like decompress. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't seen my family. I haven't seen my friends. And like, they then feel like I'm not giving time to them because I'm so consumed with my career. Yeah. So it's like this merry-go-round of, like I put them to the back foot. And that's really bad that I do that. But yeah. I do it because I'm conditioned that I need to get this, I need to get that paycheck or I need to live a life or I need to get something else. Do you yeah. know? I'm not happy enough or something. It's weird. It's a bit of, you need to find a bit of a balance. But I think there should be times in your life, you know, like when we're, like I feel like I'm just like getting stuck into my career now. For, for years, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing, but I was enjoying not always enjoying to be honest crying a lot as well but like that like finding your way with that but now for the next few years maybe you say to people you know what like maybe I won't be around as much because I'm just focusing on this but like I'll see you at the big events and like I hope yeah. you understand like your friends and your family should will always be there as well you can but then I also memories. think we need to remember when is it enough because I think that sometimes you get to the point where like you think it's enough but when is it enough like yeah. when do you think you're going to be able to give up the areas and the job and you know the idea of what you want for life. When, when, when will be enough? When the lotto comes in. <laughs> I keep saying it. I can't, I can't think, of you, think of you saying no to a job. Like, I'm actually better than you at that. Yeah, I know. I'll do anything for my <laughs> Very little. <laughs> you heard it here first, but guys. But I, like, I find people will struggle to find what their dream job is. There's too much like pressure on like, what's your dream job? You know, like, because there's a career and a job, isn't there? Some people just want to get that money to get finish at five, clock off, you know, have their two weeks holiday and that's fine. They don't have to have like big goals or big dreams. Like that seems like a lot I'd of pressure as well. I'd love to be like that. Unfortunately, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I have such <laughs> big goals and dreams that like it's unattainable. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to me. <laughs> I don't want, like the nine to five job and the structure of it is gorgeous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, but also, obviously I'm not being a dick. Like I've, there is, there is a lot of positive attributes to be able to work for yourself and you know to be in this career as well that you do get privilege for yeah which I will say but you know the like 9 to 5 clocking off we, I feel like I could never clock off no you're not 24-7 I'm just always on always <laughs> on buzzing with ideas and creation 24-7 <laughs> life but it must be hard for people like especially you, I remember when you finished school and like how do you know what you want to do it's so young like I think you should be able to like yeah. test the waters more like what did you pop on your CAO? When you Basket weaving finished? in the Iron Islands. Did you? It was the only one I could have... It was the only one I got. That's the only... That's not... Is that on the thing? <laughs> I didn't do that now. Oh my God. Um, I, I didn't have enough points to be even on the CAO, so I had to... I only got like... For what I but wanted... But you should have put something down. For, for, yeah, for, for what I wanted, I never got... I didn't get any of my courses that I put down. So I wanted <laughs> communications. That's, look at you now. You're flying it, you know? Yeah, this I wanted, is, thing, this I wanted, is proof. I wanted media and communications. They didn't and have enough I options, didn't have I enough, thought. I didn't have enough points for it, so I had to go the back end route. Uh, oh, as always. 
Um, we like haven't you. heard that joke before, guys. Well done. Um, yeah, so I have to go that route. And this just shows you that you don't have to guess loads of points. That's what I found. Yeah, that, like I did not like school at all. And I've just put down drama studies in like DIT or something. And I ended up going to the gaiety because I just knew I wasn't for me. So I find... <laughs> just going to the gaiety. Yeah, well, that wasn't, that's not a... Um, uh, third level education so that wasn't oh, one you can put, put, put on the CAO no it's just a diploma in acting and now look at me now I'm a podcast <laughs> host <laughs> slash comedian <laughs> slash whatever <laughs> whatever anyone wants but I was looking up like if someone was struggling like to like think of what their dream dream job was or um, to find it there were some tips online so like lead with your strengths would be a good thing to think of so what do you think your strengths are chatting crap <laughs> Or to a, a people person as well, yeah, you, you know. Are that's why I person. like to entertain. Your empathy, you've got um, empathy. Thank you. Yeah, I think I do yeah. too much sometimes. Oh, you're very understanding. Oh God, lovely. This is great, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. What would you think? What is your strengths? Oh God, it's very hard to think of your own strengths, isn't it? Without coming across like a dickhead. So you can tell me what you think there. Nice. <laughs> um, I think you're very confident, very smart. You're like, yeah, great presence, good with people again. Great ideas. God, I'm sweating with this yeah. thing. Jeez. There's another one that said, evaluate your past to avoid a dead end. I think people do fall back into like patterns. That's we, a very... Like, relationships as well. Obviously, this... Everything. But like, you know when you TikTok, people are like, oh, I hate my job and I'm back and I've got a new one the same. I'm like, you've got to just do the same thing. Like, you know, there's so much different things to try and people are scared to do that. And that's why another one is like, do what makes you happy. And it's that people like... Don't necessarily do that. Some people go down the route of what's what do my parents want me to do, what makes the most money, but like yeah. at the end of the day, you need to do something that makes you happy, don't you? We're conditioned to a certain way of thinking, and like if we feel like we haven't achieved, if we feel like we haven't achieved anything, we feel like what is our life worth? Almost yeah. that's what we that's what we're taught, you know? Because like from a young age, we're doing all this schooling and we're doing college and we're doing you know masters to get into a position where we're high paid and we're educated and we're respected. And if we don't get that, we feel like we've lost out or we're not doing something right. Because from like the age of five, we're taught that. Yeah, definitely. So what would you do? Were you ever unhappy in a job? Um, I don't know if I was ever really unhappy. I was just like, definitely have stayed in jobs too long when I should have left earlier. And I think that's just very common. But like, I guess I've always... Since I was a teen, pursued creative stuff. So any of them... Wanted to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> pursued creative stuff. <laughs> if I want to be famous, I'd go on a reality TV show. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That was a good touche, bitch. Um, Instead, I've been talking to five people above a pub for years, slowly earning that craft. <laughs> Um, Work-life balance. Where do you think is the best country for work-life balance, would you think? Well, like Sweden Without is meant to be the top it. one. <laughs> no, I knew. I found, like, I knew that already because I think when I was working in a salary job over in the UK, they, Sweden just brought in that they were finishing like three o'clock finishes or something. I love Sweden. And I said it out loud. I was like, oh my God, can you believe three o'clock finish? Like, you have your whole day. 
How do you? Oh, stunning. I'd love a three day, well, four day. I think people, be, there's like studies to show that people are more productive. Like we just giving that time frame. I remember the officer used to work in, it would finish at six, right? At five o'clock, nobody was doing anything. Nobody, literally, people looking around, everyone's on their phone, packing their bags, ready to go. Like it's a waste of time. Um, it's just, yeah, and it's just, it, it takes up so much of your time and like, Life is for living. Yeah, you honey. get home at like eight o'clock. You have your dinner and you just watch one episode and then collapse. So, Not life, is it? <laughs> so the top three countries with a life-work balance are Sweden, Portugal, and France. Um, France has the least weekly minimum working hours. Workers are only required to work thirty-five hours in France. I love that. And then they're off to have a bit of wine and cheese. Yeah, well, they they drink between like if you go for a lunch break, they're having wines. Like it's my dream. Mm. Having a little siesta and a glass of white. Or yeah. a glass of red. Yeah, lovely. You know, love that. Um, would you ever move to one of these countries? Uh, I don't know. Just for the work-life balance. Yeah. I'd love Denmark. Bonjour. That's top 10. Top 10. I love, yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah. Copenhagen's very expensive to live. I don't I know, know how they do that, like, actually. Because they get paid more. Get paid more, actually. Sorry, that makes sense. They're not on 10 50, <laughs> 10 50 an hour. <laughs> What's the average salary in Ireland, would you say? Now? Um, yeah, monthly or yearly? Yearly. Uh, I'd say it's about 40k or something, is it? I would think. It's actually more. Is it? Yeah. That's because of all those sales people. But I was... <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? I'm looking here. I'm trying to find it. But... <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was 49,000 for the average. 40, yeah. Yeah, it's all those tech companies that came in. But that's gave why, jobs, that's, why great, rent, but... that's why rent is so high. <laughs> I know, I was looking up. 49,000? <laughs> that's insane to it me. It is insane, yeah. But that's why we need to... <laughs> I don't know what needs to happen, but I was, I was surprised <laughs> and shocked <laughs> that that was the case. Because <laughs> I'm on such less than that. Yeah. My my circle's money is gone, okay? Yeah, you <laughs> it all up. Sorry, this is absolutely outrageous. We need to get an expert in. I need to discuss this with someone who has actual expertise and give them my two cents. Well, Paddy, on that, it is time for our expert and I'm delighted to have Aideen Finnegan from the How to Pivot podcast. So she's chatted to people who have changed from an Olympic athlete to business owner, lawyer to yoga teacher, uh, construction to ferry operator oh my god so fascinating model agent to psychotherapist mm, that would be a very <laughs> interesting one wouldn't it oh my god alright let's get into it great Aideen thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me hello hi Paddy I'm delighted to be on with you guys I think you're sounding yeah. brilliant you are our experts on jobs. How are you feeling about that? Very, very wary about being an expert on jobs. But I mean, the podcast is called Chancers, so I may as well lump myself into that bracket. That's, that's it, it, Aideen. That is it. It's any, it's any, anyone is an expert above me and Paddy. That's how we see it. 100%. 100%. You have your podcast, How to Pivot, where you speak to um, people who have made big career changes. Yes. So I, I kind of started out talking to people who 
turn their back on something that they'd done before that they'd kind of worked their whole life towards getting to rather than you know people who are serial entrepreneurs I'm not interested in them that's very easy for them to pivot I wanted to talk about people who are feeling a bit I mean this podcast was born out of my own career crisis do you know what I mean I was a kind of a bit of personal therapy that I set it up and I wanted to find out how people actually went about making the change because a lot of the time when you listen to like business podcasts or careers podcasts people say I was this and now I'm this and they've glossed over that bit in the middle when they were in the trenches and I was like yeah but like how do people actually do it like how do how do they actually survive how do they bridge the gap with money and how do they choose what they're going to do and I wanted it from an Irish context because obviously you can listen to podcasts like that if you want to like American podcasts yeah but it's a totally different outlook you know it's it's people are just a lot less afraid of doing it I think and also there's more opportunity so I and I wanted um it from an Irish perspective, or at least a European perspective, where there was per, per chance, um, less of a chance of there being like this big Instagram filter over everything, you know, hustle and yes, grind and everything. Love that. Yeah. So <laughs> I just wanted it to be really Oh God, I hate this word, but authentic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. Word authentic. No offense to anyone outside of Ireland not being authentic, but I think <laughs> Americans have a way of like doing everything where it seems so positive and like, just go for it, you yeah. know, believe in yourself. And we don't believe in ourselves. No, in our no. And, and, for, and, like, and for, if we have any American listeners, listeners we do love you. We do yes. love you. <laughs> Tell us about your crisis. Give us the tea. This is born okay. out of your crisis. Okay. So the lowdown is that I I was working in radio since like 2004. That's when I graduated from college and I went straight into a full-time job. It was gas because it all, I'd been kind of prepped for, oh, you'll never get a job in the media. Oh, you'll never manage, you know, and you'll, you definitely forget about nine to five. We've heard went, that before ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, and you know what, there is, uh, there's a lot of it that's true, but I guess I just got quite lucky in a way and I started working straight away and I love radio, love it. And I just tried lots of different things within that. Then I ended up being a reporter for news talk. So I was traveling all over the country doing absolute, you know, like mad hours and long days. I could be here, there and everywhere. And I could be down doing, you know, um, covering the Trump visit in Dunebeg, or I could be talking about dog poo on a beach, you know, it could be anything and I loved it and it was great and then I got pregnant and I had a baby in January 2020 and guess what happened next yay <laughs> um so like the whole world changed basically I couldn't get a crash place I live in a commuter town there's babies everywhere and I couldn't get a crash place in time for going back to work so between the jigs and the reels you know I ended up not going back uh to do that job and so I had you know first time motherhood, intersecting with a pandemic and not work. You know, I was suddenly, you know, <laughs> I was a childminder because I was minding my nephew because my sister had the same problem. So we kind of decided that uh, we'd kind of kill two birds and I'd solve the crash place problem and she could pay me so that I'd have an income from it and I wouldn't be, I mean, I still was poor. But anyway, the point being that like <laughs> I was totally at sea with a pandemic motherhood and not doing the job that I used to be doing, which was, you know, reporting yeah. and journalism. So I thought, okay, well, what if I don't go back to that? What if I do something completely different? And it's not because I suppose one of the things I'd love is just if you could get paid a lot of money and, uh, you know, only work nine to five, but it's not really, that's not really how it works. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? 
Yeah. We would. So anyway, I ended up thinking, oh, well, I've always wanted to start a podcast. Let's let's do this. And then the career crisis kind of was the perfect subject matter because a lot of people were going through the same thing with the pandemic. They were kind yeah. of soul searching and wondering, is there more? And, you know, can I change the workflows? And I noticed an awful lot of women. It's I've, I didn't set out to interview nearly all the women, but they have most of the interviewees have been women. And I think there's just something about the structures that we have in the workplace that kind of prompt a lot of women to go, okay, do you know what? This isn't working for me and I'm going to do something different. Do you think that more women want to change their job than men from what you've seen? You know what? Maybe it's just because I follow a lot of people on Instagram. I'm like, oh, they'd be really interesting to talk to. I've kind of ended up talking to a lot of women because, um, I don't know. I think maybe men are quieter about it in a way because they don't have to make a song and dance. I think it is easier for men to pivot. Now, that's not that's not like a, a blanket. Well, OK, it's a total blanket statement. But uh, I think that men can find it difficult if they are in a job they're unhappy with and they're a breadwinner and they're like, oh, crap. So if I leave this job, how yeah, exposed I also the think that being a man, I think it's like we don't want to say we failed at something or if we leave that we feel that sense of failure. We look at it as failure rather than actually changing a career. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, think we I, find that more difficult. Well, I would personally. Yeah. So I kind of that's interesting. Of, yeah. I mean, I I when I talked to Brian, Brian left the bank in the recession like it was a really really like you didn't leave a job when you had a job yeah, yeah. no jobs then and he did it anyway yeah, just because ballsy. his mental health had completely deteriorated like that he said the job was making him sick like he just couldn't do it anymore and he ended up quitting cold turkey with nothing lined up so i absolutely I, you know, respect that absolutely respect that big time because it takes a lot to prioritize your mental health especially when the economy's in the toilet, you know, and there's so few prospects. But I just, I, I, it was really interesting because there's been lots of different people I've talked to, but there have, so basically there's a couple of camps. One is people who are totally risk averse. I definitely fall into that category. And then there are people who are like, ah, oh, throw all the chips in the air and see how they land. Kira Kelly, she's somebody I spoke to because obviously Kira Kelly was a doctor before she became a broadcaster full time. She's absolutely like she said it herself. I think her quote was like, I'm a I'm a suck the marrow from the bone carpe diem kind of person that she's practically reckless. And then there were other people. There was a woman called Anne-Marie Boyhin and she she also left a bank. She was like really high up in one of the main banks and she she left and she started a company called the Sleep Care Company, which is all about helping people who maybe are insomniac or having issues sleeping to, to kind of cultivate these nice nighttime rituals and help themselves get a good night's sleep. And she was, I really liked her episode because I could see a lot of myself in it. She basically, she knew she'd be so easily talked down that she didn't tell anyone, including her husband, until she was really far into the planning of this new business. Like she was nearly ready to launch before she said it. And she'd been squirreling away money for months so that she would have, you know, the safety net and everything. But she just knew that her, like the imposter syndrome was really real for her. And she just said she had this, like this inner voice, which she called the chimp. Like everyone has this voice, but she called hers the chimp. And it was like, don't do this. You're crazy. Giving up a pensionable job. You're putting your house at risk, your kids at risk. And she said like, once you listen to that voice, you'll never jump. No. So she had to kind of keep a lot of stuff under wraps because if anyone said what the chimp was saying, that she was going to go, God, you're right. I can't possibly do this. And, uh, but she took the leap. So I, I think it's really interesting. It really has a lot to do with 
what your outlook is. And if you fall into that category, like she had done a huge amount of mindset work before she actually decided to leave. So she had kind of signed up to all these podcasts or, you know, she'd signed up to these like websites that did like personality tests to kind of find out what her strengths were. And she was listening to entrepreneurship podcasts and reading a book called Playing Big by Tara Moore, which is kind of specifically aimed at women over the whole imposter syndrome thing. Actually, if any of your listeners suffer from that as well, Anne Morgan had some really solid advice on it. And she being a psychotherapist has a bit of um, expertise in this area. But she was saying imposter syndrome is something that kind of develops from something from your childhood. And so it might have served a purpose, you know, back then, but it's not helpful to you now as an adult. So you kind of just need to talk to it and say, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to protect me. Thanks. I've got this. Yeah, I get it a lot. I get, I get imposter syndrome a lot. Do you? Yeah, yeah I think we both do, don't we? We'd love to do a topic yeah. on that, maybe, because it's yeah. so interesting. I think so many people do, and I think that's the reason, like you were saying, I know so many people that in jobs that I've worked with that I was just there to get a, a bit of money and for other stuff I was doing, but they, that was their careers, and I was, they were so miserable, and I was like, but you have so much other options out there, like, and they're just, you know, that chimp or that voice is in their head that they're just far too scared to do yeah. it and I even know, when I so even when funny. I get something I don't believe I should get it and it must be from my childhood like a defense thing do you know what yeah I mean? yeah you got to jump um, in there before someone else criticizes yeah. you and you got to do it first yeah, going, I know absolutely. so you can't say it about me yeah um yeah I, I it's and, and the thing about it as well is that so many people that have it you'd never know like it's 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 this kind of torture it's actually quite pernicious really and then yeah. I see someone who have people who are like oh I also have imposter syndrome I'm like hang on a second you're like doing really well how bad <laughs> yeah. is your imposter syndrome really I mean you've got like lots yeah. of money and I know. know but I think it's like like it's still a voice in your head yeah it's a voice in your head and sometimes you feel ungrateful but it is there it's like your yeah. self-saboteur saying yes. that you don't deserve it you don't like yeah. some people have it like I'll have it yes. for before gigs but I still get on stage every night yeah. where some people have it and they wouldn't get on stage yes. and that's probably the difference like I have yeah. it and I'm okay I yeah I don't believe I'm good enough I'm meant to be here and I'm like but here it goes yeah. <laughs> so. still a chance I think the the key to it is or at least something that I do is I pick someone who's doing something and I'm like okay I'm at least as good as that person so <laughs> yeah. You know, I you know it's got to be okay. It's got to be a floor below which I cannot fall, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I noticed from doing the podcast because I I expected one of the biggest barriers to be money, and I'd say it is. Mm. Okay, I, it sounds like very privileged or something. Like, of course, it's going to be a sort of a non-negotiable for a lot of people. They just simply can't pivot right now. Yes in that situation but it surprised me how few people actually let the money be the barrier to change it was definitely the mindset that was the biggest one to overcome okay yeah, I mean yeah we all get security from money and everyone's situations is totally different so you know like that's why like it's hard to say yeah there's no comparison really isn't it yeah like do it like just make the change you're like yeah you don't know what that person's life is what would be the top three things that like advice you'd give people for listening that want to change their jobs one of the really big things and andrea horan who founded tropical popical she was working in pr beforehand and she'd made a pivot but she didn't know what she wanted to do and that was one of the things that she sat down and did she kind of sat down and thought about what career would meet her needs so she had 
thought to herself that she wanted to provide a service because she was getting more environmentally conscious and she didn't want to have a product that kind of, you know, would, would, you know, consumption and waste and all that kind of stuff. And then she wanted to be a community hub and that she wanted a love letter to her city. And then eventually the pivot sort of revealed itself to her. And that is one of the things that's actually finding out what you want. It sounds so simple, but it's actually harder to do if you sit down and go, what do I actually want? So that's kind of the chief thing is to really sit down and think about what is it you'd like to do and what would a career that serves your needs and your lifestyle look like? So that would be the first thing. Then I suppose one of the other, you know, top tips would be that you have to understand that it could be really lean for a while and to be to be ready for that and if you need to put supports in place like do that the one thing I will say though is and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier that if pivoting is not a financial option for you at the moment Brian Bateson the guy who became a mountain climbing instructor like uh, one of the things that he just really inspired me by saying was you just got to shake up your life in some way that what he's doing now came about because he took himself out of his comfort zone and he, you know, met some new people. And I know kind of taking yourself out of the comfort zone is a bit of a cliche, but I think the point is that you just do something different. So like I set up the podcast last year and I had, you know, I had no idea where it would go. And now I'm sitting here chatting to you guys, you know, and this is really nice. The height of your career, the height (laughs) of your career, lady, it is. I really opened up my network like I knew I meet new people now and and it's really really nice and even that alone can really invigorate you I mean I did speak to one career coach who said that a lot of the time people actually don't need to leave their career it's just the bit they have control over Mm. and that they just need to kind of change their life in some other way but but Brian he was saying you know if you love art but you're not really doing anything about it well you know take the pottery class or you know if someone said at a wedding that they teach you guitar bring them up and take them up on it and just, you know, do something different because even if it doesn't, and it might lead to a new job and a new career, even if it doesn't, it's just going to open up your horizon. and lets your brain know, actually there are possibilities and life doesn't have to be the same old, same old and just, just make one change and see what happens. That's so true. It's always good. Yeah. Mix it up, change it 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 up. Me and Paddy are always wondering this. Do you think you have to love the job you do? I personally do, but I don't think you have to because some people are great about separating it and compartmentalizing their life. This is my work life and it funds me doing this. Like, how could you love accounting? (laughs) How could you love it? Some of my friends love numbers that we call them numbers. We love numbers, but like... Aideen, we're we're cradle, you see. We're creative. <laughs> that's it. We're just on yeah. a higher plane. We hope we're creative anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's just a name for everyone else who, yeah. who doesn't well I, I have to. I have to love what I do. I, I just, uh, but I think that's my personality type. I don't think you do. I think if you can do something that funds the life that you want and it works for you, um, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm think jealous of that. Yeah, I'm jealous of that too, to be honest. <laughs> I wish I had that, but I agree. I think that's what you like. You don't have to love what you do, but like you, yeah, you put either put it into that kind of compartment, like that funds the other stuff, my hobbies and everything else I love, or else you turn what you love into your job, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. and I think it is difficult because like if you love something, and this is is this something that would worry me, if I. Cho- chose a hobby and decided to make a career out of it would I stop loving it then you know yes. would I take the joy I mean, that, and- that is that is the worry do you, you know can't sometimes so, you do I feel I think <laughs> we have to take a leap out of um and just say fuck it go Focus. for it if yeah. you want to pivot 
go for it. I it like it. It's like um, that friend. What's the worst that can happen? You'll lose your house. <laughs> that's actually, Anna, that's where the name of the podcast came oh from. God, I, I was like, it. I have to get Ross from Friends yeah. in here. That is the whole reason I'm doing this. <laughs> that way, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is listening you want to make a change in, in all aspects of your life. It doesn't have to be career, does it? Just listen. think of fr- Ross and Friends going, Pivot! Well, thank you so much, Aideen. Honestly, that was an amazing talk. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and that, very yeah. insightful. Very insightful. Oh, thank you. So um, if they want to come and listen to your podcast, what is it called and where can they find it? You can search How to Pivot wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so, God, I don't know how I feel after that chat, but I might change career. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become. I don't know what I want to come. I'm trying to think of something very masculine. What's a very masculine job? Uh, electrician or something. <laughs> Imagine me being an electrician. Would you, would you trust me to look I, after I your think, sparks? I think you'd look great. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I look stunning in the outfit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on With that, a little toolbox. What would be? Oh my God, love a little toolbox. My little, my little. I'd have my little bits in it. Yeah. My little bits. My little bits. Um, Snickers trousers. Yeah. So now we're on to our chanter of the week. Take a chance, take a chance, take a, take a chance, chance. Okay, do you want to go first, Anna? Okay, my chancer of the week this week is a man well known for his job. Um, Mr. Bean. <laughs> you know Bean, him? Mr. Bean, of course I know him, the one who doesn't speak. So he's not my chancer, but it's to do with him. But like... He has a name, it's Rowan Atkinson, but he, that was one of those career roles like that. You just, you'll always be Mr. Bean, won't he? I never really got Mr. Bean. Just Did you one, not? like, unpopular opinion. Never, like, I didn't really find it. It oh, wasn't really my thing. Miming no. the jokes, yeah. No. You weren't no. into it. I like, did, you find it. Him, did you find him funny? Yeah, I thought I loved him so much. I thought he was hilarious. Of course you would. When I was watching it. So he apparently had this massive party where he's where he's living and he got in trouble with his neighbours in the Cotswolds. Okay. And um, my chance of the week is his neighbour, who obviously being a bit dramatic, complained to the local authorities as she thought that Russia was invading the UK based on oh the my sound. God. So she thought that Putin has a playlist for his invasions and he definitely doesn't because he just, probably doesn't even have Spotify in Russia right now. Um, but of course, God bless the beautiful Ukrainian people. This is more on... The fact that also they wouldn't let Mr. Bean have a party. This guy was silent for most of his career. Let him play yeah, some music. <laughs> let him play he some was in, music. He was international. He was international, obviously, because there was no talking. So everyone. <laughs> yeah, so let him have one Look, night. No. Just because I didn't personally like, I understand that like his international <laughs> presence was big because obviously a lot of people could watch him. Um, but yeah, I just have a bit of a gripe with, with neighbours complaining about parties from when I was younger. I always got in trouble for sessions. And, and being a crazy bitch. And they always went to the extreme, you know, like, I mean, like, oh, like we couldn't sleep. Like we've been, we thought like there was like something more robbers around. I'm like, what? Just because I was playing a bit of techno up in the... You're like, just because I robbed a strawberry out of your garden doesn't mean yeah, there's any just robbers. Yeah, I had you know, 100 people in a, in a, a semi-detached gap. <laughs> <laughs> you feared for your life. Okay, whatever. Grieving. Um, <laughs> so it just triggered you. It triggered you. It did. I was like, just okay. you know, obviously, if you're sessioning every weekend, you can complain. But like, if you think mm. you, if you can hear someone enjoying themselves, it's not. <laughs> Let them enjoy. Let them enjoy. Let them have a bit of fun because it could be the end of the world soon. So that's me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, uh, my chanter of the week is, I don't know if you saw that viral video that went off at Nal Horan. Oh, so, I, this is the kind of thing that I can't click into because I just know it's pure like <laughs> I just like I hate oh, people. Don't hate people. me, okay? I love this. I love this pop culture. I know I'm you love watching it. I'm to my arm. But okay, basically there was a a mom's fan, so a mom of a fan of One Direction saw Niall Horan in a restaurant. Yeah, and then started videoing him unbeknownst to Niall, and that was like, "Hey, are you in a band?" And Niall turned around, having dinner in the restaurant, and being like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm Niall Horan." He goes, "Oh my god, it is you." It is you, and then and then and then he's like, "Can I take a bit? And then and then he's like, "Shh," because he doesn't want other people in the restaurant to go mad while he's eating yeah. dinner. And then she's like, "Can I take a can I take a picture with you? My my daughter took my daughter dared me to do this, and I'm like, that is such a chance for me. My daughter dared me to do this, taking a video of him. So obviously he's like politely like agrees, and then she starts running off like down the road trying to find an order to get the to get the picture. Oh, no. That's so good. So I, 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 the I, I, everyone turning around, being like, who? And he's like, great. And now she's running down the road. But I'm also loving it. And I love, like, just the boldness of it. I actually, I did click into it for a second. And that's the kind of thing that I can't watch the confrontation. Because she went, um, my daughter thinks you're in a boy band. Yeah. He goes, my name's Niall. <laughs> it was real, like, <laughs> awkward so i was like clicked out of it i was like i don't want to see how this goes like no it was just... hilarious it's got three million views of course it does it's like in one direction it's, gonna but it's just the way she does it as well like she's she's so excited when she actually finds out it is not from one direction and then it's him it's him going shh because he doesn't want yeah to i mean to... like it's just so let him have his so... dinner in peace that must yeah. be so annoying. Like, I guess when you want to do something nice for your daughter, but like, he's like, yeah. just leave me alone. And the way, just, you know, and I think there's a way of approaching people to be like, hi, do you yeah. mind? Not just like, uh, somebody thinks you're a pop star. <laughs> I don't even know your <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> Although small, if someone just... came up to us and we'd be like, oh my God, it is us. It is. Oh yeah, we're still at that stage. We're like, yeah, viral video, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my time for the week. Um, See, this is the hardest bit. Who do we give it to? I'm going to give it to you this week. I'll be I'm nice. going to give it to me this week as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling confident after a chat with our expert. I'm like, yeah, me. <laughs> no more imposter syndrome for moi. No, um, I think English. Yeah, okay, you got it. You win. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's our job done for the day. Thanks again for spending time with a pair of chancers. <sighs> You're always loving with the quips and puns, aren't you? Well, that's our job done for the day. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, for all the latest updates uh, and to slide into our DMs, follow me, Paddy Y. Smith, and her, Anna Cliff Comedy, for all the latest updates. You can also get in touch by emailing chancerspodcast at goloudnow.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next week, chancers, stay stunning. Just right, sure.